Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we have an incredible program. We have internationally acclaimed artists in the studio. There's a show this Saturday, August 10th, at Imogen Gallery in Astoria, Oregon. It's called From From There to Here. From There to Here. And the artists are internationally renowned painter Christos Kutsuros and internationally acclaimed sculptor M.J. Anderson. And they are both in the studio today. Good morning, M.J. Anderson. I am so thrilled that you are here. Good morning, Donna. It's great to be in Astoria. Yes, indeed it is. Um, Because we know that you also spend time in Carrera, Italy. And we're going to find out more about that. And we also have Christos. Christos Kutsuros, born in Samos, Greece. And thank you for being here in the studio today. Thank you for having me here again. And I'm feeling very honored for that. Oh, well... Um, this is going to be an incredible program. This is the first dual art show that the two of you have done together. Yes, and hopefully not the last. It sounds like there's a real synergy between the two of you, so I think we're going to see more. So before we begin talking about From There to Here at Imogen Gallery this Saturday, August 10th, let's learn a little bit about each one of you. So shall we start with you, MJ Anderson, sculptor extraordinaire. Great. Thanks, Donna. Um One of the reasons we came up with a show title is because both Christos and I work in other places as well as here in Oregon. And so I carve marble and I rough it out in Carrara, Italy. I buy my stone there, my marble. And uh, Carrara is a clearinghouse of all marble in the world. Lots of sculptors have gone there for years and years and years. And so um, that's my alternate universe. So I go back and forth every year. Um, I live in Oregon, but I rough out the big work there and ship it home. And then once it's here, I quickly, um, not quickly, (laughs) nothing is really quick, (laughs) but um, then I refine what I I roughed out and do the finish work in Oregon. And you began though as an artist. Well, let's let's hear a little bit about your background though, because you have a degree in, but, but let's just talk about how you came to sculpture and what you did before that. So I was, um, I went to Portland State University and I majored in sculpture, but it was the 70s. And so I also worked with fibers and weaving. I taught weaving for a bit at Oregon School of Arts and Crafts. And I did Saturday market for a full year. I've, um, you know, I I like stuff. I I like things in my hands. I like solid things. But uh, when I was young, I didn't really feel I had uh, had this, the, the statement to put into stone. And then in my late twenties, uh, personal things happened that needed a more vigorous response. And then I was ready to really transfer those feelings, those emotions and, uh, and my intuitive sense into the material of stone. I finally had something to say. As much as I love the weaving, um, the, the stone really is a much more robust material to express myself. Okay, we're going to find out more about that after we hear a little bit about Christos Kosuras. What was the title of the exhibit? The title of the exhibit is From There to Here, but we want to talk a little bit about your background, please, well, for those folks who don't know you. Right. 
No, because the title could have been also from here to there. It could have. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's my true. way, you know. When I hear him say Tugging House has been growing up, I mean, born in Oregon and growing up, and do hear first steps as an artist here, and then out of a choice, uh, uh, consciousness choice, uh, uh, going to Europe to work with that particular material, which is a very difficult one, I did the other way around. You know, like I went from Greece to Germany to come to Astoria because I was crazy about whatever this light creates on that moody landscape that we all love to hate, you know? When it's too gray sometimes, we start freezing, but we get all this beautiful play on the firmament, on the skies. Well, that's a very different landscape. You're right, Greece, you think of the hot sun and white and washed homes and all of that. And here, you're right, those grays and greens of the Pacific Northwest. Right. I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, breathtaking, the whole. Uh, I mean, I, I have never thought, when, when I came to the U.S., I, was, I came here as a, a um, figurative painter, like I was doing, I just have finished a big show with uh, a big scale uh, uh, nudes whatever that uh, means. And um, and I end up becoming that uh, landscape or that painter in the Pacific Northwest. The same way I sense my dressing, the way I'm dressing, that's how it sends also my, my way of painting. You see, before I came here, I was dressed on Italian slacks, like leather. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and I'm wearing the normal jeans, sweaters, and ready to go out to the nature uh, Pacific Northwest. Uh, Pacific Northwest changed you and it changed your art. So you started as a figurative artist. You were a merchant marine. You sailed the seas all over the world. Mm-hmm. And then you studied art in Germany. And... Um, yeah, you've you're you're shown in many different places yeah. uh, in the world, yeah, and, um, and now um, you're mostly known in this area for your landscapes. Well, it was when 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 uh, uh, I mean uh, I, I have a, a, a spot uh, at the Imogen. It's always the August every two years, the August show, and then Terry uh, called me and say, "What about working with collaborating with MJ?" And I didn't know anything about him then at the time. Uh, so uh, she sent me some images, and I said, yeah, let's do it. Uh, got all excited about it to see how um, I can approach, after so many years, how I can approach uh, the figure again, the human figure again. This so is exciting, because exciting. coming now from landscapes to now figurative work, although... I'm now going to bounce back to MJ. And MJ, I went to your website, which I think is just terrific. Um, and I read that you you work, you have figurative work, abstract work, liturgical work, public work, and that you carve stone for a particular reason. Why do you carve stone? Well, for one thing, it's going to last a long time, <clears throat> and it's it's really making a mark on on the plant on me leaving a mark and it's a way to to sort of journal my time here on the planet my own time but i carve um figurative pieces that will be in this show because i am a woman and normally um figurative work by women is done by men and because i have been given this gift of um 
loving to use a hammer and chisel. You know, it's it's my responsibility to kind of speak for the women and tell the story from first person what it feels like to be a woman rather than what it looks like mm. being a woman. And it was it's great to have this kind of um, conversation with Christos because for the show he was able to come to my studio and help help decide what we're putting in the show together. Mm-hmm. And so it really is kind of a dialogue, even though and. So he's doing figurative work for this show, um, you know, from the traditional male perspective, and I'm doing it from the female perspective, but it's really gonna, going to be a great combination, I think. Well, it is, a, it is a great combination because I felt home the moment I, first of all, I have to say how much I admire here because working with a stone is a difficult task, okay? on paper, on canvas, or uh, wood, or whatever other materials you're creating with, it is forgiving. But stone, and mostly marble, is unforgiving. You make a mistake, that's it. Throw it, you have to start all over again. You cannot glue back or whatever. It's hard to so, hide a bad sculpture under right. the bed, so, you know, you, or burn, burn it in the fireplace. So, um, so every summer I spend a, a, a few weeks taking misbegotten sculptures and starting over. You said you carve stone because it's the least artificial of art forms and the most enduring to our humanity and that stone carving is the most ancient and durable of art forms. Um, It's marble. And you also said that you work in collaboration with stone, with marble, with the elements of the planet because marble is a material that once was alive. Can you please tell us more about that? Marble really um, is metamorphic. So just think your granite countertops are born by fire. But marble is ancient sea life. It was once alive. Marble is coral reefs, ancient skeletons of ancient sea life, highly compressed over a very great deal of time. It undergoes an incre- it underwent an incredible amount of pressure and heat. And then it was turned into marble. So when you see these veins through the marble, those were put there by the by the water <clears throat> in the in the bottom of the seabed. And the minerals and the heat combined to make that happen. So the planet really formed the marble. And when I'm carving some types of marble, there's a gray marble that when I carve it, I can, it has a smell. It even has a smell. And so I'm smelling something that was once alive. And to me, it's, it's constantly fabulous. I mean, I'm, I was born to carve marble and I'm excited about it every day. And when I get down there and I'm with it, my soul is where it should be. And so, um, so yes, marble what was once alive, and it's it's thrilling. But carving marble <clears throat> is not easy, as Christos just said. I mean, you have to use a hammer and chisel, grinders, air hammers, sandpaper. Um, it's very physical work. It's an illness, really, <laughs> um, for those of, <laughs> of you who have have uh, participated in that activity. Um, you know, it really is, and. At first, when I I remember when I was first using tools and how much my hands would ache, and occasionally there's a little carpal tunnel that tries to get through. 
which I'm constantly struggling to make sure I don't get too much carpal tunnel in my in my wrists. But um, I don't think of it in terms of being you know, that difficult. I've learned how to maneuver gravity in the studio. I have boxes and rollers on wheels. I keep things at the same height. I have a 310 hoist that I can use um, ab above me. And, um, and, it, and, and don't think that um, men who are under the age of 45 are, th I look at them differently than other men because they're the ones that I ask to help maneuver my gravity occasionally. But, um, and, um, when you, you know, some sculptors have said that they're releasing the image within, do you start when you're having a, a block of marble, do you have an image in your head of what you want to have, uh, come forth from what you're doing that day? Well, certainly I have certain themes in my work, uh, whether it's abstract or the figurative, but it's basically the stone that dictates who it wants to be, uh, because, if it has a vein in one place, I want to know where, you know, I have to guess where that vein's going to go. And over time, I've learned to be able to do that. And many times it's a huge surprise and uh, works out really well, which is wonderful. But it's, so it's really collaborating with nature. I want to, I want to put this material, my love of the material is so great, I want to put that material in the best possible view. Um, and yet do work that's meaningful to me. You've also said that as you cut, grind, and polish the marble, you connect with the ineffable, the cosmos within. What does that mean to you? Well, especially the onyx that I'm carving, the abstract work, um, we won't have any of those pieces in the show, but the onyx material is translucent and has you can see into the stone, really into it. And it is like looking at, at pictures of what the nebula is. Nebula is the bajillions of nebulas out there in this ever-expanding universe that we are trying to wrap our minds around now. Um, and so, so it really, when I, I see this within the stone, it really blows me away. It's it's so um, cosmic. It just it is. It's cosmic. Well, I love your work. I mean, I've seen your work online. I'm very excited to see it at the show this weekend. Um, and I think you doing figurative work as a woman, portraying you know women with with this beautiful stone, um, is remarkable. And um, I also looked at your public commission in Queensland, Australia. That's marvelous um and i know your work is is found throughout the united states and 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 if you're in queensland uh, if you're listening to this radio program in in queensland you can go and see mj's work there mm -hmm. um if you've just tuned in you're listening to talk of our towns and today i'm talking with internationally acclaimed artist uh mj anderson she's a sculptor and christos kotsuras who is uh an incredibly uh amazing and well-known painter. Um, they both have a foot in the north coast of Oregon. Uh, MJ lives in Nehalem and also part-time in Carrera, Italy, where she gets the marble for her sculptures. And Christos lives in Astoria and also in Samos, Greece, where he was born. And their show, the very first dual art show, is this Saturday, August 10th at Imogen Gallery. It's From There to Here. That is the theme, the topic. 
And I now want to talk to Christos because, Christos, your work is astonishing. Your landscape work and the way that you go back again and again to a place you think you want to paint and then you let it speak to you and get into your bones and then you create it. So you're known for these beautiful, huge landscapes. And now, though, you're moving into figurative work, which is how you started. Right, Talk right, about right, that, please. Right. Well, I won't, I won't call it again moving into figurative work. Uh, I, uh, I, did, I did like the, the challenge uh, to work something that uh, I can stay next to MJ's uh, uh, sculptures. Well, we have to remember that I grew up in a country where uh, they make marble to, they bring that greatness to marble in their buildings and their sculptures uh, uh, long before the Italians and the Romans, they even knew what that material was. Um, there is one uh, 18 feet sculpture, a kuros, in the island of Samos. It's one piece. And you can see all the water in what, what uh, Jay was talking before, just from one piece. And it's amazing to be able to stand in front of it and see those uh, suggestions of movement in this and how it makes this massive material make it airy so and that's I mean I've been growing up with those images torsi bodies that they have no legs no noses no heads some of them no arms that was whatever uh, we have inherited uh, from those great and the museums of course they're full with 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 examples of those works um, I do have a tendency to, I mean, in, in, in one of my exhibits in Germany, if I remember well, Meixner, Christina, Christiana Meixner, uh, she wrote that um, I am painting and I'm drawing like a sculptor because there is the dynamic of the line, it gives the motion, it gives another, that third dimension that the sculpture it has. And I do hope with, with this work that I did succeed to come to that uh, and maybe to bring it a little bit farther. Um, talking about paintings, they are uh, smaller works. They're not, you're not going to find any big uh, nude paintings because I'm going to let that for another interview. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they're more like notes. Hmm. That's how I see them. They're more like notes. And uh, do you know when you on. begin a painting, if you're doing figurative work, <coughs> mm -hmm. which you have done for this show, mm -hmm. which is going to be very exciting for people mm -hmm. who are big fans of yours here on mm -hmm. the North Coast, um, to see this figurative work, because, they, again, you're known for the big landscapes. Um, do you have an idea in your head when you end the piece what you're going to do, or do you just begin to start painting and see what happens? Uh, depends. Uh, some of them, they just come out uh, the moment I said the brush or the pencil uh, uh, it's coming out in one line, and it's like right there. And some others, there's a struggle and a fight to, I mean, there are some pieces that they probably have two or three paintings behind the first one again, because I was never satisfied with whatever was coming uh, uh, along uh, from the paper or from the canvas. So I had to keep working and working it and working again. There are some works that they have references to landscapes, like the uh, figures and landscapes. And there are some others that just... Well, I, Christos, <laughs> I know that you, you are a passionate 
man from Greece, from this passionate culture, and you have all this history, and you love the female form. Are most of these paintings female form, or are you doing oh, there, there is, uh, yeah, One or two that are uh, based on the male form as well, yeah. I mean, well, we had to go through a kind of like a uh, 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 censoring uh, <laughs> process <laughs> about the work I can show or not show. I brought about 28 pieces. There are going to be only 15 on the wall. And because when we're talking about um, the human figure, I mean, we're coming to talk about sensuality, erotism, uh, whatever all that thing has. So, I mean, there, 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 there are different beliefs that they're classing. They're, they're just like yeah, classing. Uh, uh, clashing. Yes, yes, classing that's on true. A, on, on, mm -hmm. on, on, on that thematic, whereby on the landscape, everybody can say I like it or I don't. But when you look at a, a figurative work and an image of a beautiful or ugly or I don't know, I mean, they're all beautiful. There's not such a thing like ugly human being, no. Uh, so there are like different beliefs that they are classing there. So it's a kind of like... It's political of, then. I mean, yeah. doing figurative work is political. Mm -hmm. It's Figurative work is extremely political, and especially in sculpture because people think since it's in three dimensions, that it's real or something. <laughs> and I always keep keep saying it's it's really not a nude figure, it's just an idea and it's still just a rock. It's a very expensive rock, but it's a rock. And, um, it, but, but we both are using our artwork as a palette for our ideas and feelings and, um, hopes and dreams and all sorts of reasons, you know, but it's, um, they're ideas and we're using, the, both of us are using the figure um, as the palette for our, our ideas. So the I think. Yes, it sounds yeah. like it. It sounds mm -hmm. like that you, and so mm -hmm. Terry suggested this idea, Terry Sund, who is the owner of Imogen Gallery and um, is an original thinker and has lots of great ideas and, and obviously getting the two of you together was brilliant. Oh, it was um, very, very nice. So, so the two of you uh, met and then that, did you meet in the process of creating the work for this show so that then that informed some of what then you were going to do? Mm -mm. No. No, no, no. MJ was working in Italy and I was working in Samos. And we got to know each other here. In, uh, um, so you came together here on the North Coast, right? Yeah, on the North Coast. Right. What, what do you think people maybe don't understand about either sculpture or painting that, um, that you would like people to understand about, about art and what art is and what it means to you as the artist or to others in the world? I think, well, when I buy art, you know, and I tell other people, you know, go, go please buy some original art. <laughs> but when I buy art, I'm buying work, especially when I was younger, so that my son would understand who I was. I want him, I wanted him to get me. And by surrounding me with the kind of art that spoke about things that my voice is unable to speak about or that that it's the ineffable art represents the ineffable and so when you walk into someone's home you get a better sense of who they are if you're in their home it's just the way it is and so art is my home and i'm more comfortable around it i'm more you know it's 
it's um, it's uh, it's like it's like my clothes, you know, as Christos was saying, you know, it's who you, who you are when you're when when you are somewhere, and so I think it's it's really that's why I think it's important. Um, it it's a it's an overlay that helps people understand who you are. Hmm. That's beautifully said. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Christos. Yeah. Well, while well, well, MJ was saying that, I was going back in my life, my history. and um, Like my two boys, my two kids, uh, my two boys, they grew up in the university, in the drawing class and in the studio. And, and so when when they had, a, uh, they had to introduce themselves in school, Emmanuel, my... Yeah, yeah, and my mother was a famous dancer with Elvin Nikolai and been performing there. And my dad is painting and drawing naked men and naked women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Down to the point. <laughs> so, um, you see something that kind of like creates something in you. Is that a pleasurable feeling or is that a question or is that something uncomfortable? You better go and get it and take it with you home because that, that thing has talked to you on something fundamental within yourself that you might want to experience. Mm -hmm. And be honest and direct with that. And figurative work does that with people. Yes, yeah. you're right. There's a message in the art for you, and it exactly. resonates with something inside you. So then you bring it home, and it's part of your home, part of who you are. Exactly. And I think figurative work isn't, you know, we're not talking about cats and window boxes with beautiful geraniums. Figurative work really gets down to the nitty-gritty of of someone's soul, in a way. It's that's, that's what I hope my work does, is that it can speak to someone's soul. Um, rather than just decorate something. So yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We just have a few minutes left, and I want to give each one of you an opportunity to, to just say anything that maybe we haven't talked about um, that you'd like the listening audience to know, um, either about art, it's the work itself, or about the show from there to here this Saturday night at Imogen in downtown Astoria. They're pointing fingers at each other. They can't decide who's going to speak first. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to say that my grandfather used to drive the train here, and I think he was the fireman on the train that built the jetty. Really? Back so in the day. Old he got roots. And he got off the boat here in Astoria from Sweden. So this was his, his, um, his entry point. Astoria was his entry point to, um, to America and so I feel pretty tied into Astoria, and I hope everybody comes to the show, of course. And uh, we're very grateful to have such a wonderful gallerist as Terry Sund, who um, has organized the show for us. And um, thanks so much, Donna, for the great interview. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. And I'm excited about, I'm sure people are going to want to come and talk to you about your stories, whether it's about your stories about, you know, um, Astoria, your stories about um, how do you get all this big marble shipped over here from Italy? How do you pick out the marble in Carrera? There's so many other things we could talk about. But I really encourage everyone to go to the show on Saturday night so that you can talk with MJ about her work. And um, do, do our people, can they touch the sculptures? Yes, you can touch the sculptures. But if you're wearing a lot of jewelry, <clears throat> possibly 
touching is okay, but if you caress it, you need to buy her dinner and take her home. <laughs> you know? That's great. It's, That's great. Okay. Um, and Christos. Yes. Uh, I would like to give the information to your audience that this is what I've been working on uh, in my uh, previous trips to Greece, to Europe, like uh, get together an exchange program. It's happening this October. Uh, we're going to have five to eight visual artists from Indianapolis coming on the island and work for a whole month on different projects that, uh, of course, they include the reality of living on that island. And, yeah, we try to open a little road that I hope one day become a highway so there are more shows and more people coming from here to there and from there to here. Yes, well said. Yes, so don't miss from there to here, or as Christo said, it could be from here to there, um, with these two amazing artists that we are so fortunate to have on the north coast of Oregon, MJ Anderson, Christos Kotsouros, thank you both so much. And again, you don't want to miss the show Saturday night uh, at the Imogen Gallery, um, August 10th, from there to here. I want to thank Brian Bovenizer, who was the engineer this morning, and also local talented banjo instructor Michael Bruin for his original theme music for this radio program. Until next week, find a moment for yourself. In fact, let's do it right now. Take a deep breath. So good for your body, mind, and spirit. And then... With gratitude, focus on the things that are working well in your life. There will always be those things that aren't working well. Focus on the things that are with gratitude and then expand on those. And give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you. For doing the best you can because everyone really is. And for being here now in this moment, the only moment that exists, the now moment, on the amazing planet we call Earth. <laughs>